Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kavanaugh neighbor describes horrific experience dealing with aggressive pro-choice protesters. That's from Fox News. I'm not surprised because so many people aren't covering the fact that a man went to kill Brett Kavanaugh. And I haven't gotten over this. I haven't stopped talking about it. And I'm not about to start, stop, not talking about it, stopping talking about it. Why would I? Why would anybody? ABC, NBC, CBS, they've covered, they have not covered the story. They've hidden the story. CNN, not covering the story. They've hidden the story. The New York Times buried the story because it doesn't fit a good narrative. Mainly because they're actually okay with it. They are okay with the idea of threatening a Supreme Court justice. Unless, of course, that Supreme Court justice was Sonia Sotomayor or Elena Kagan. If that justice, if that justice was anybody else, anyone else, well, that would be the end of that. That would be the purposeful end of that. A serious problem. A serious problem, a serious issue. When you realize, when you see that they don't care, they don't actually care. That's unreal stuff, kids. That's unreal stuff. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. It has been described now that the suspect only abandoned his plans because his sister convinced him to call 911. That's it. His sister, if it's not for his sister, well then, who knows what happens to Brett Kavanaugh? If his sister wasn't there on the phone to say, don't do this, he goes from California to Maryland with a firearm, with a knife, and with pepper spray. If it was not for his sister. And we have discussed this before. It might feel like it's something that I'm engaged in repetition of. The repetition is extremely important because we still don't have any result from the Supreme Court on a possible overturning of Roe v. Wade. We have the leak, the Justice Alito leak. We know what happened. We know that we have a 5-3 decision to overturn Roe v. Wade based on this Dobbs case out of Mississippi. We don't know where John Roberts is. We know it could leak, uh, not leak, but it could be released anytime. Why haven't they released it already? By not releasing it, you are creating the opportunity for more harm and more damage to be done. 
Yes, there's going to be harm and damage done afterwards, but you rip off the Band-Aid and you say, here's our decision. You telling me that the FBI has gotten involved with, hey, this is when you release a decision? No way. No way and no how. Anybody who thinks that you don't release the decision two weeks ago is out of their head. But it's a decision that everyone has decided will be met with violence. Why? Why does it have to be met with violence? It gets met with violence because it's excused by a certain political party and by a majority of the media apparatus. A majority of that media apparatus, or that majority, I should say, is also fine with Republicans getting threatened, with conservatives having their lives threatened. If this had happened to Sonia Sotomayor or Elena Kagan or Stephen Breyer or the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it would be 24-hour news about the end of civilization. And they'd be right. That the American civilization is a tenuous one based on concepts of civility. And civility is not holding the door open for somebody. And civility is not... Uh, saying please and thank you. Civility is the majority, not murdering the minority. Civility is about disagreement, not leading to violence. It is about holding the line and the standard. When a Supreme Court justice's life is threatened, we are all supposed to say stop. All of us. And the Biden administration has said absolutely nothing. They have not said word one. How can you not say word one? How can you simply let it go? And yet, when they're asked about it, when they are asked about it, they will tell you how they spoke up about it, or how Biden uh, was was opposed uh, to, to what happened. They never said it. They never once said it, never, ever, ever. Protest in front of their homes? Oh, that's totally fine. That's completely fine. Somebody threatening to murder a Supreme Court justice? Eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, people are going to do what what they do. I know that Corinne Jean-Pierre said this. So uh, the president condemns the actions of this individual uh, in the strong terms and is grateful to law enforcement for quickly taking him into custody. She said that aboard Air Force One. No word from the president of the United States on this absolute threat to the third branch of government. The neighbors, they tell the story of what's happening. The disruption of their lives, the threats that are going on, it's not people from the area, it's people from outside the area. Well, we, we kind of knew that was coming. They're there at 7 p.m. You trying to put your kids to bed? Eh, you're going to have a hard time with that. 
the stress that it's creating. Oh, don't these neighbors, aren't they entitled to have the peace of enjoyment of your home? They have drummers, they have megaphone, they chant. They told the neighbors, blank you, blank your children. Funny, uh, I, I'm not surprised that the, pro, uh, the radical pro-choicers uh, hate your kids. I, 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 am, I am not surprised or shocked by this at all. The story is as problematic as the day is long. This story is the story of the descent of a nation. Indiana, where I live, where many of you live, the Indiana Democratic Party, no condemnation. No, no, should I, should I check the website just just to, to be clear? Okay, I'm checking the website, and, and here we are. And, okay, it's taking a little time because, you know, so many people go there. Um, it's probably like, ooh, somebody wants to see what we're doing. All right, let's activate the site. Someone's flipping a switch right now. Am I going to find a statement saying we we oppose the idea of trying to kill Supreme Court justices? Can you imagine that this is something that at any time you have to question? But when CNN and ABC and NBC and CBS, when they hide the story, or I should say don't even cover the story, and when the New York Times won't put it on the front page, they're telling you something. They're telling you what matters to them, and it doesn't matter to them. If a Supreme Court justice is murdered, as long as they're on the political right, because that'll teach them. That'll teach them that right there. Maybe now they'll understand that you don't mess with abortion. Mess with abortion. Definitely, definitely mess with abortion. By the way, the Indiana Democratic Party, uh, right here. Uh, no, no, no statement. None. No, not nothing in their blog. No press release. No statement whatsoever. They're fine with assassination attempts on Supreme Court justices. Why? I don't know. But they are. I refuse to to allow this story to go by the wayside. I refuse to allow this story to somehow not be what it is. One of the most important stories in America. And what I find fascinating is you hear people talking about Uvalde. 19 children were murdered. We discussed it here. And everybody wants to move gun reform because 19 children were murdered. Absolutely true. Guy shows up with a gun in another state to murder a Supreme Court justice. No one talking about gun reform because of it. All politics, all the time. The policy to move the politics, not because it's valuable policy. Because when some people get assassinated or threatened to be killed, I guess according to them, it's okay. Not me. Not rational people. I'm Tony Katz.
So what matters more, January 6th or gas? That's that's the question. What matters more, January 6th or gasoline? Because there's been this weird, really, really super weird um, kind of false equivalency been, that's been, been going around. And, and it goes to the idea of the, the January 6th committee, which didn't gather today because they had to, so much audio, uh, video that they had to put together. Oh, so much video. They don't, they don't know how to outsource, I guess. I don't know. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so great to be with you guys. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. By the way, uh, staring at um, wholesale prices that were up 10.8% in the month of May. 10.8%. Oh, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Yes, 10.8%. Now, that was in line with estimates, slightly off the record of 11.5% hit earlier this year. You see... We're doing just great, everybody. We just stop that right there. Uh, and 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 one of the conversations, of course, gas prices and gas prices um, are going up and up and up. And there's nobody who doesn't think uh, that we're not going to see uh, six dollars a gallon by August. Brent crude, by the way, is one hundred twenty-two dollars a barrel. West Texas Intermediate uh, is at $120 a barrel. It was at 100 and we've said 100 is is that psychological barrier. And then it went to up to like 130 and then it came back down to 100 People said, see, oh, no, 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 here, here we are. Here we are. But the people who are all about January 6th and all obsessed about January 6th, not, not in the good way. They, they don't want to discuss the egregious breach of security and the egregious lack of security. They only want to go after Trump, which I find unbelievably boring. Because, all right, you don't like him. All right, he did this and that. I won't even argue he did this or that. We've discussed it on this show. But you said he, he incited an insurrection. And you've given up the ghost on that because you can't prove that. You can't show that because he didn't do that. Other things he may have very well done. And they keep saying, these people, what matters more to you, gas prices or our democracy? Well, first, they think the country is a democracy. And some of these people actually believe in true democracy, which lets you know just how incredibly ignorant they really are. If you believe in true democracy, true democracy is mob rule. True democracy has no protection of the minority, has no protection of anyone. True democracy is, hey, let's go kill that guy. And someone goes, that's cool. There's five of us and one of him. Makes perfect sense. And that's the end of that. It's true democracy, baby. True democracy is your, you could clearly uh, argue, um, is is your anarchy. It's, it's, It's not going to end well for anybody. Never, ever, ever does.
They don't, they don't understand that we're a republic. I think they're actually bothered by this fact. But this, this false equivalency of you either care about January 6th or you care about gas prices. I, I care that there was a riot at the Capitol. But I also care that there was a riot in Minneapolis for months. And Seattle, there was absolute lawlessness, including this Chaz chop, and people died. I care that two people got killed in riots in Indianapolis. I care about what continues to happen with Antifa in Portland. And January 6th is not more important than any of those things, because that's America. Because it happened in the capital where you work. It's my building. It's where you work. It's not more important than what happened on the streets of Minneapolis and when a black woman loses her business. Why doesn't she matter to you? You didn't care about that. That was freedom of expression. But when it happens at the Capitol, it's an insurrection, which you know you can't prove, but you keep saying it, and then you engage the false equivalency uh, regarding gas prices. I can't get to work. That's why I work from home. I can't drive to the studio. I can't afford it. That, that, that's right. That, that's the reason I don't show up. The two things don't connect. If you ask people what matters more to them, they're going to tell you their life matters more to them than your witch hunt. It doesn't make them bad people. They can have an opinion on Trump. They can have an opinion on riots. They can have an opinion uh, on January 6th, but they still need to get to work. They are choosing between gas and other things for their families, for their own lives. Why doesn't that matter to you? The, 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 The person obsessed with January 6th, as if it's the only thing I have to pay attention to, this committee, this one-sided committee that has already given up the ghost on the thing they claimed happened. It's a weird, weird uh, kind of of story they're trying to tell here. Very strange. Very strange indeed. But if you ask me what people care more about, it's gas prices. It's not January 6th. It is 100% not January 6th. I think that goes without saying. And it doesn't make them bad Americans. So I'll cut out that nonsense. Find everything at TonyCats.com, would you please? This is Tony Katz Today. Now, the kids are not all right. Not at all. Not not by any stretch of the imagination. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be uh, a part uh, of the show. The kids are not all right. That's how I start. Now, there, there's a lot of things going on. Um, you've got Pennsylvania lawmakers that are looking to get rid of the DA in Philadelphia. Just like you saw San Francisco did 
You're now seeing people who are trying the recall effort uh, of Gascon. Is Gascon? Gascon? In, in Los Angeles. They're now trying to get rid of Larry Krasner in Philadelphia. There are good things at play here. There are smart things at play. There are people doing the right things, realizing the mistakes that have been made over and over and over again. You take a look at the approval of Joe Biden. He's at 38.9%. He's under 39%. The two latest polls, Rasmussen and IBD, for the extent that you believe polls, have him at 3861 approved, disapprove, and 3749 approved, disapprove. The Real Clear Politics average has it at 38.9%. It's not that we are all lost. It's not that we're all mad or all mental or all crazy. Not in the slightest. We're not. There, there are, there's plenty of America that realizes the serious situation that we're in. And part of the serious situation comes from this idea, this belief, this theory, that's this philosophy that somehow we're not allowed to engage certain conversations. And I don't believe in any of that. I will engage any conversation I choose. I don't get told I'm not allowed to have conversations, for example, because I'm a man. Well, it's abortion. You don't have a a, a say. Uh, Yes, 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 I do. Yes, I do. The brain matter, the, 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 the gray mush in here gives me a say. Because, well, I'm alive. I'm an adult. I think about these things. I have a theory. You tell me about race in America. You don't have a say because of the color of your skin. That's bigoted. Telling people they can't have a say because of the color of their skin? Damn. I don't want to be around that at all. I, I, I have a say. I have a say about a lot of things. Maybe that's how I got the gig. But when I say the kids are not all right, I mean the kids are not all right. There is a study. Dr. Jay Green, a senior research fellow, Center for Education Policy at the Heritage Foundation Center for Education Policy. And it's entitled Puberty Blockers, Cross-Sex Hormones and Youth Suicide. The argument that is made regarding children and transgenderism is the idea that you have to give affirming care. A-F-F-I-R-I-M, affirming, I-N-G, care. You can't say, hey, listen, I hear, I hear you when you tell me you feel a certain way, but you're 12, and we're not going to be engaging in medicines and therapies. We're going to take some time with this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to go over this. And if you really feel this way when you're an adult, well, you're going to have to make those decisions for yourself. But you're a child. And the job of me as the parent is to ensure you don't do harm to yourself. Children must be protected, most often from themselves, more often than not from themselves. And no child can make the decision to engage this therapy and this hormone, this, and et cetera. And when that is allowed, that's child abuse. The difference in the conversation that you sometimes hear is that I don't think you're supposed to attack the kid. I think you're supposed to love the kid. It's your kid. But we need to understand that people like Abigail Schreier 
who wrote about this, you know, the transgender craze seducing our youth. She's absolutely right. This is uh, uh, my words, and it could have been her words. I, I don't mean to steal her words, but I think it's my words. This is the new bulimia. The idea of deciding you're a different gender as an idea of social contagion. It's what the cool kids do. You want attention, here you go. That is not an argument against some kids who might actually feel this way. But if you want to take a look at the levels of percentages of where kids are on this subject, it's very clear that it's not within the realm, the scope of what would be described as humanity over the past two millennia. This is something different. This is indeed social contagion. She was on uh, with, uh, with Tucker Carlson uh, the other day talking about this subject. I was able to uh, profile Helena for my book, and, you know, one of the stories that haunted me most that she told is how easily she was able to obtain uh, testosterone on a first visit to a clinic. And this is a young woman, you know, she's a brilliant young woman, and she's written yes. now in, in granular detail about how no adult who held themselves out as an expert put up any safeguards. They just rushed her through the, this transition, which she now regrets, and the number of young people who were regret their medical transitions is exploding in this country. Well, when I first wrote my book, there were 7,000 members of the online group, the subreddit, devoted to detransitioners, people who regretted their transition and went back. That number is now up 400 percent from when I wrote my book. So young people are coming out, they're regretting this, and they were given no safeguards by the adults who were supposed to know better. Because the adults were told that if you speak out against it, you're the bigot. Parents were told, if you are opposed to your kid doing this, you're the bigot. Schools were told you should encourage this, and it was hidden from parents. And the next thing you know, and the next thing you know. And then doctors, doctors can't speak up against it because they have entire medical practices, never mind hospital groups, that will probably fire them for speaking out against this child abuse. And thus, here we are. And how, how in the world could you speak against it? Because this is the panacea. This is what's going to make you whole. Allow you to live your authentic life and be your authentic self. That's the line they use. Be your authentic self. Well, son of a holy damn, who doesn't want to be their authentic self? They're kids. And they most probably don't know what their authentic self is. Because they're kids. People search a lifetime to find their authentic selves. They go search out the Dalai Lama. They do this. They do drugs. They do all sorts of things to try and find themselves. It is life's mystery. And the answer is, well, just have your penis removed or your breast removed and you'll be okay. That's an obscenity. That's an obscenity. Puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and youth suicide, Dr. Jay Green. Who writes in this summary, lowering legal barriers to make it easier for minors to undergo cross-sex medical interventions without parental consent does not reduce suicide rates. In fact, it likely leads to higher rates of suicide among young people in states that adopt these changes. States should instead adopt parental bills of rights that affirm the fact that parents have primary responsibility for their children's education and health and that require school officials and health professionals to receive permission from parents before administering health services, including medication and quote-unquote gender-affirming counseling. 
to children under the age of 18. States should also tighten the criteria for receiving cross-sex treatments, including raising the minimum eligibility age. The harm and horror we're doing to children under the guise of inclusivity, of caring about them, about affirming their authentic self. Parents need to affirm their authentic parenting. And parents need to be reminded, as, as I remind my kids, I love my kids. I, I, lo- I love my kids, you know, the, I'd kill everybody in the room, I'd kill everybody in the room. I'd kill everybody in every room you're in right now for my kids. If the choice was between, um, uh, you know, slaughtering everybody or my kids stubbing their toes, sorry, you're all dead. I mean, that's you're not going to find a parent who isn't going to be, you know, protective of their kids uh, that way. Yet on this subject, no, no, no protection. Just let them do. They, it, it's good for them. It, it, they, they have to be who they are. They're nine. They don't know who they are. And when you act as a friend and not as a parent, what a disservice you're doing. I I tell my kids all the time, I am not your friend, I'm your father. It's a much different job. I love you more than your friends. You can rest assured of that. I'll never lie to you like your friends will. You can rest assured of that too, but it's a different job. And I accept it joyfully, even when not being your friend is actually the more difficult path. But I do it because it has to get done because it's necessary. Because my job is to protect you from hurting yourself, but also knowing when to let you go and get hurt so you can learn from it. Not allowing you to engage in surgeries and drugs that will be irreversible, that will cause damage in a way we don't even understand. And the stories that are coming out now, as Abigail Schreier is talking about here, people who are talking about detransitioning, about loss of libido, loss of, of, of sexual function, loss of nerve damage, bone issues, this stuff is frightening. Absolutely, positively frightening and there are groups out there that want to attack me for sharing this story right now they want all of that prevented because to speak like that well that that's about hate and you're attacking the trans community and and that's going to to lead them to suicide guys you know this about me i spent way too much of my 20s depressed and way too much of my 20s suicidal and it was awful And it was horrible. By the way, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. I never made that call, but if you feel you need to, go go make the call. Feeling that way had nothing to do with anybody else. It had to do with me. It had to do with my level of lack of happiness. It had to do with my coming to grips with things I was doing to myself, levels of self-sabotage, finding my way to happiness. It had nothing to do with anybody else. Never has, and it never will. It has to do with you. I will continue to have these conversations. I will continue to engage these conversations honestly and clearly. Parents need to be parents, and parents need to protect their kids. And the data, the data some will be sharing here on the show The data we'll be sharing via video. The data is on the side of parents doing just that. 
More ahead. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So, this is is for the people at 93.1 FM WIBC in Indianapolis. And, of course, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you guys. Tony Katz, you guys know I do a morning show from 6 to 9 a.m. as well. And yesterday came the news that our station got sold. WIBC, uh, the the uh, the other stations in our in our group, uh, Hank, which is a country station, B one zero five seven, which is soft rock, and the Fan, uh, a sports station, were sold. Emma's Communications sold the stations to a group called Urban One, and people are freaking out. People are absolutely sold the stations. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm hearing myself right there. They're freaking out. They are losing their minds over this because they're like, what does it mean? What's going to happen? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Everyone take a breath. And let me assure you of only one thing. We don't know either. MS Communications has owned these stations for forever, has been in radio for forever, Urban One started as Radio One, and they started really in, in the hip-hop world and gospel world, but they have expanded over the last few years. One of the stations they own is WBT in Charlotte, which is a conservative talker and a lot of local hosts, which is exactly, you know, how we are on WIBC. It's just like, hmm, interesting. I mean, they, 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 they know what they're buying. Uh, do I assume because of their roots that somehow I'm out of a job? No, I don't assume it. When something gets purchased, when any entity gets purchased, of course it's possible to be out of a job. Uh, Musk buys Twitter, and this one buys that, and uh, these these things happen, and clean broom, sweep clean, as the expression goes. But I've seen a lot of people uh, on social media and other places, oh, it means this, oh, it means that, guys, with all due respect. You don't know what it means. We don't know what it means just yet. We have no idea how this plays out and how this works. There, the one thing that's true, and producer Ari and I have discussed this uh, re- repeatedly, uh, I am not guaranteed a job in radio. I, I, I've never been guaranteed a job. Now, I work extremely hard to be able to build out uh, shows that get significant ratings to, to make me valuable. I've done that, and and uh, so far, uh, producer Ari, uh, we we've had some success here. But doesn't mean you're guaranteed a gig. But there, there's been this immediate push to they're going to do this, they're going to do that. No one knows. You don't know. Is it frightening? Well, I don't know. If frightening's the word I'd use, uh, only because I've never been been through this uh, before. Uh, different. Different. It, it will clearly be different than how things operate uh, right now. Is that something that would be problematic? I won't know until I see it. There's gonna be like two. Was it Ari? Two or three months before before the deal's done? Sixty to ninety days. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we'll we'll be under the 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 Urban One banner, and we'll we'll, we'll kind of go from there. I haven't met anybody there yet. Uh, uh, one day I'll get a phone call, be like, "Hey, how are you? I'll have a meeting, and 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 we'll 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 go." That that'll be it.
Um, but I, 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 to an extent, I truly appreciate the people who are concerned and, and worried and, and, and they don't want things uh, to, to change. They like the shows that I do and they want that. I, I really do truly appreciate it. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. The one thing I would ask is don't get involved in the social media insanity. Oh, it means this. Oh, it means that. No one knows. I'm here to tell you I don't know. And I'm not worked up about it. And it's only my future on the line. <laughs> I am not worked up about it at all. I look forward to the meetings. I look forward to seeing what's up. What happens when it's 100% better? I don't know. I'll be around for it, baby. That much is is is, is for sure. Follow me on uh, Rumble. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Subscribe. Find everything at Tony Katz. Uh, There is more of this here radio show that's coming your way. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today.